welcome to the 25th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer Podcast. A podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I study rhetoric and composition, uh, more specifically minority rhetorics and digital humanities. And I think this podcast kind of revolves around the intersection of those two things most times. Um, And I am joined today, as in every podcast day, by my two wonderful co-hosts, Alex Lane and Sarah White. Ladies. My name is Trine Two. I mean Alex Lane, and I'm a PhD student studying uh, rhetoric at Purdue University, uh, specializing in game studies and uh, feminist issues in gaming. And that's about it. Yeah, Sarah. Well, yes. Well, I am Sarah White, and I am joining you, of course, to the north. Um, that much closer to Santa Claus um, in Westville, Indiana at Purdue University North Central and I get to teach uh, creative writing, composition, business writing and um, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Well, great. So we'll do our usual thing today. We'll start with what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. We'll move on to news um, and then the fun stuff where we talk about games more in depth. And Alex Lane is going to tell us about her uh, indie game of the week, which I think we all have already guessed what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with what you've been playing. Um, let's start with Alex Lane this week because she's really anxious. Okay, let's see. Let me get my, my little thing here. Okay, so I have been playing lots of stuff. Uh, one thing I've been doing... We have to write our papers, you know, this final week because it's uh, finals. And so I've been playing Sims 3 because I don't know what it is about Sims 3, but it like helps me totally zone out of whatever it is I'm doing. So I've been playing uh, Sims 3 in the evening. Uh, but I've also been playing new stuff. Uh, I played a new Civ 5 DLC uh, downloadable content, uh, Denmark Civilization and Explorer Scenario, which was um, actually a really fun one. Um, I, I think actually all the downloadable scenarios have been pretty fun. There's been, what was the one I didn't really like? The Mongol one I didn't really like because that was uh, about taking over other civilizations, which I never do. I, I don't I don't usually wage war. I'm not a war wager. I like to beat them sneakier ways. Uh, <laughs> and you're terrible at waging war. You get us killed. Okay, no, that is not my fault. That is not my fault. You said you had swordsmen. And you did not. You had spearmen. That is a very big difference. So I'm like sitting here wondering how in 2000 BC Sam has swordsmen, but she doesn't. Okay. Anyway, neither here nor there. Also, um, they fixed they fixed uh, the game now so that Mac and PC players can play together. So my mom and I played together a lot over uh, over whatever that holiday was where you eat turkey. Okay. So uh, here's some other things I played. I played some WoW in anticipation of our upcoming time capsule tonight. Um, I also played uh, Trine 2, which I'll talk about in my indie game segment. And now I don't know which one I should talk about last because they're both so amazing. Okay, so I, ta- I play- also played this new game, Bit Trip Runner, which is part of the new Humble Bundle that came out. That's amazing, which we'll talk about later during the uh, deals segment. Bit Trip Runner is the stupidest game ever. Okay, like you are just this little, you know, two-dimensional dude and you run forward and you have like four actions you can do you can jump or f- lay flat or kick 
for like bounce or something. And you just have to like bounce and jump over these obstacles. It's so stupid, but it's so amazingly fun because your actions go to the music. So like every time you jump, it's like, pew. So that's like, and on the bews, you have to jump, right? So it's amazing. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. And then like, there's a special song for when you lay down to like duck under something that's like, so it's like, it's awesome. Okay. I realize I sound completely crazy doing that. Okay. But uh, it's so much fun. I don't, yeah, that kind of reminds me of, like, the Atari games, like Pitfall, you know? You always had little songs for when you did things. Yeah, and, and that's sort of, like, the that's sort of what they're going after. They're going off of those really old-style games. Like, there's no yeah. graphics. There's, you know, like, six colors. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. So I've just, I've been playing that really addictively. It takes me forever to pass levels, too, because they're really hard. Because when you, if you mess up, you have to start back at the beginning. There's, like, no save points or anything. Nice. So, like, oh. you can, and if you... Like the board, it's a it's like a side scroller, but it's uh but it doesn't like stop, right? So you're moving at the same pace the whole time. So if you like hit a wall, you die and you have to go back to the beginning, Oof. right? Like you can't hit a wall and then like jump or something. So anyway, so that game, oh my gosh, it's been so much fun. Um, but then I think my my most fun game right now uh, is Pinball FX2, which I got for Christmas, an early Ooh. Christmas present. Actually, it was more of a finishing my last paper of the semester present. <laughs> and so I was up, Sam and I were supposed to have breakfast this morning, but I was late because I was up all night playing. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. So uh, Pinball FX2, it's this, it's this new game, uh, it's this new group of uh, games for, it's on the XBLA. And uh, what's amazing about it is it's supposedly, um, not even supposedly, I've played, I, I play tons of pinball, as anybody who, who lives in Purdue, or lives in West Lafayette knows. I play pinball constantly. <laughs> lives in Purdue. Lives in Purdue. Uh. Um, I have, like, a emergency jar of quarters in my office that I break if I am having a bad day to go play some pinball. And the, and the physics and mechanics of this are so, I would say, perfect. Like, they are the closest to reality of any pinball game I've ever played. And I've played a lot of pinball games. And they're okay, but they're never the same. Like the, like, the physics are never the same as the regular pinball games, and this one is almost exactly the same. So it is, it is awesome. Um, so the levels that I've played on there, they have different... You have to buy each new pinball game as you go, um, but you can buy, like, packs. So I bought... Uh, I got Miss Explosion Man, Pasha, which is my favorite so far, uh, Rome, Biolab. Biolab, which is kind of cool because you get to make little aliens as you go. That one's kind of fun. And then Secrets of the Deep, which is a... Mm. Uh, which is a underwater one so i've been playing pinball and bit trip runner and trying to so much stuff so many things wow oh, i talked for 25 minutes i'm sorry yeah you Boop, did do, 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 do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> alex made us do a soundtrack again this week. wow all right well i'll go okay um as anybody who knows me already knows skyrim ate my brain <laughs> and uh I have been playing one metric shit ton of Skyrim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I am so, so totally in love with that game, I think. Um, I think it's really going to draw me in um, for a long time, kind of like Oblivion did. Um, I know, you know, that one of the people's pet peeves about um, the Bethesda, like, huge RPGs is the repetitiveness of the dungeons that a lot of the dungeons look the same. Um, 
and which can really get irritating after a while, especially when you're doing quests and after a while you're like, can I already do this dungeon? Haven't I already mm. been here? You got to keep <laughs> kind of figuring out, you know, if you're in the right fucking dungeon or not. Mm. Um, which, you know, can get irritating after a while, but I quickly forget that I'm pissed at the gang for doing that because something else pretty cool will happen. And I'll be like, damn, I just jumped on the dragon's back and stabbed him in the back of the neck <laughs> and severed his fucking spinal cord. And then I'm like, what dungeons? What dungeons? I just killed a dragon. Foo, <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. <Hi>. Um, <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee this morning, in case you're wondering what I've been drinking. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have also <laughs> been playing. Um, I played more Modern Warfare 3, um, which, which, like I said, is, is not unusual for me. Um I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan, except for when the Modern Warfare's come out, and then I'm I'm there. Um, so I've been playing more Modern Warfare three, um, single player campaign, of course, um, because I keep using I keep using my uh, my poor co op uh, skills. Uh, I use the fact that I'm old as an excuse to say my reflexes have slowed down in my old age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, one day I'm gonna have to stop doing that. But uh so I've been playing some Modern Warfare three. I think I'm about done. You're not fooling me. I know. Um, because I actually rented that instead of buying it. Because yeah. I knew once I finished the the single player campaign I was pretty much done with it. Um so um that I did play and I played okay, I have to admit it. Um ever since the announcement for um the new kind of panda race in WoW. I've been like, oh, I might have to go back to play once yeah, the expansion comes it. out. Yeah. Um, but they sent me, it's like they sent me, um, I guess because it's around Christmas time, the please come back to WoW email, you know, please come back to WoW. Here's a, I can't remember if they gave me a free two weeks or a free month. Huh? Um, so I went back in WoW. Um, well, shit, it should have. Last time I went back in, it cost me like 125 bucks to get in because I had to buy all the expansion packs just to get the get the latest one thanks to Alex Lane. I, um, I remember getting cussed out for like a week for that. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I've been back in a while for a bit, uh, playing some more playing some more WoW. Um, that's and that's always fun. When I start playing again, I get totally and completely immersed God, for a minute. And then I then I'm like, okay, now I know why I quit. Um, but so I was having a little bit of fun with it. And it's, it's good. It's Christmas break. It'll give me something to play. Stay up all night and play WoW. And then have to get up two hours later with my kid and, like, play with Christmas toys or something. Um, I also played um, some Aquaria from the last, from I not this Humble that, yeah. Bundle, but from the last one, which was the, oh, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the, it was one of the single dev um, Humble Bundles. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Frozen Bite, wasn't it? No, Frozen Bite was the one before that. That oh. was the one with Frozen Synapse. Um, so the last one, I played Aquaria, um, which uh, was, I played Aquaria, which was the reason I bought the Humble Bundle. 
and I, I don't know if I said this last time, I bought the Humble Bundle because I wanted to play Aquaria. Then I realized once I bought the Humble Bundle that I had already bought Aquaria on Steam and it was just there waiting for me and I had completely spaced it. So I ended up just giving it to Alex Lane. Um, yeah, yeah, which I haven't had a chance to play yet. Um, so I played some, I played some Aquaria, um, which was a lot of fun, but... I think it'll be a whole. Uh, I'm kind of pissed at myself because I've now purchased the game twice for the uh, for the computer, um, and uh, I think it'll be a whole lot more fun on the iPad because the, the controls are just kind of counterintuitive when you're doing a mouse and playing on the on the computer. I think uh-huh. this is definitely a game that's better done um, on a touch on a touch interface. Um, so I might end up buying a third copy of Aquaria just to try it out on the iPad. I know. <laughs> Um, I've done that before and I'll probably do it again. Um, <laughs> I think I bought Civ Revolutions like 15 times. Yeah, I played the, I played it on your iPad and then I got the demo for my, um, for my, uh, phone this week mm-hmm. and I did not enjoy it. I had it on, I had it on, um, for the 360. I had it for the DS the revolution revolution and i had it for um ios so i well, bought pe- it three times people were smack talking that like civ Re- revolution was like civ light and it was for people who didn't really know the hardcoreness of sins i'm like look i played every single civ game that there is on the computer obsessively hundreds of hours as we all know because sam razzes me constantly yes like i am no slouch when it comes to civ games and I loved Revolutions. They can suck it, right? Like, they were fun. Yeah. You know what? So they were like, well, you didn't know really what it was like to play Civ because you didn't have to put 12 hours into a game. I'm like, have you ever played Revolution? Like, on the on the 360, I put days into games sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, so I don't know what people were talking which would, about. Which is kind of what made it perfect for the DS because sure. you could play in little bits and play constantly. I, I played that game... Um, I actually played that game when my partner was in the hospital for like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually slept in the hospital with her. Yeah. So I would play at night. Yeah. Or when she was sleeping, I put I put crazy hours into that game. <laughs> crazy hours on the DS. Um, so, but yeah, so I can definitely appreciate that. Because like I said, so Aquaria, I'll probably end up buying a third copy um, for the iOS, just because I think it'll—I think it'll be a fun game to play if you can just find the right interface. Um, which why is why at some point it will come to pass that you will be able to buy one freaking license for a game and play it on everything you own instead I, of I having to buy that. it fifteen times. Yeah, I can't wait for that because it's really starting to get irritating to me that I have to buy games fifteen times. Like, I mean, I've done it with other games too, but I'm not going to go into the whole litany of games that I bought on multiple platforms. That is one of the things I like about Steam, though, is you can do, put them on, like, whatever computer you're on, you know, like, multiple things, so. I, I need to put it on my phone, I need to I put know. it on my, I need to be able to put it on my, It's know. a step, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. Um, and the other thing that I have been playing, because I was in an RPG kind of mood, but a lighter RPG, uh, where I wasn't necessarily killing dragons, um, <laughs> and because I can't. I, I, because I have Skyrim for the 360 and not for the PC, um, was Dungeons of Dreadmore, um, which uh, is a, which uh, I've been playing uh, on Steam, um, and that was that was actually a lot of fun. It's a more old schooly kind of RPG. It's like 
I don't know how to put it. It's like, um, it's a lot, it reminds me a lot of, um, in many ways, Zelda. Mm. Um, but I had a lot of fun playing uh, Dungeons of Dreadmore. Um, but that is a game I think, too, would be better served on, it would be awesome if they released, like, we need more indie games, I think, on handheld devices. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah. I would actually like to play that on the DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I need buttons. I, I think it would work better with buttons than a tap, than a touch screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dreadmore would be awesome on the DS. I would be all over that. Um, yeah, I'm an RPG fan, can you tell? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It's been an RPG kind of. I didn't realize until recently how different our game, our tastes in games are. Oh yeah, yeah. We we like a lot of the same games, which is yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. But it, but I think our kind of what I originally will, will automatically like gravitate toward mm-hmm. our RPGs, and I think you automatically gravitate toward puzzle games. Yeah, I like the I like the time management strategy, not time management, but uh, strategy games, uh, resource management games are my mm-hmm. favorite mm-hmm. puzzle games. Um, and that's what I've been playing. Um, and Alex added a, 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 a little bullet for me there um, on our show notes. Um, the what are you waiting for? <laughs> so um, do, I'll, we can just do that now because I want to do Let's that. Let's do it now. <laughs> I am so it, it was hilarious because it was like Monday. I think it was either Monday night or Tuesday morning. I was just sitting around because, yes, I do sit around and think about games. Uh, I, I was sitting around just wishing for, I was like, we need a new zombie killer. I was like, I need a new game where I can just bash the shit out of zombies. But I really need for this game to have a kick-ass female protagonist. And then lo and behold, mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, I'm looking through my Google Reader and somebody had posted a link to um, a game that the trailer had come out for on, uh, excuse me, at BGA. It is for, I got to look at the studio. Um, uh, I apologize in advance. Here, let's turn that off. Um, (laughs) The BGA trailer for um, Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us. It looks like it's a PS3 exclusive. But I tell you, this game looks like it is going to be killer. I am <laughs> so waiting for this. It is like, um, it, it's like playing the fucking Walking Dead is what it looks like it's mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the female protagonist looks like she's a little young, but I'm guessing she's probably supposed to be a teenager. Probably 16, 18. Yeah, I'm thinking 16, 18. Um, and of course, there's kind of a male counterpart that she's working with who's probably, I don't know, what the relation is, father, older brother, but it's called The Last of Us. It might even be a next door neighbor. We'll find out when the fucking, as a fucking narrative unfolds. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it looks like it's going to be a PS3 exclusive. Um, Finally, I can use my PS3 for something other than a paperweight. I know. Uh. I know. Um, but uh, so I'm looking forward to that one. If you want to check it out, uh, the trailer's on the on the site, and it's, it's not the last. Even the, the game is The Last of Us. The URL is lastofus.com. Check it out. It looks like it's going to be fucking sick, and I'm really looking <laughs> see, forward to see, it. See, see, 
That's because yeah. for using the She's way stick. cooler than I am. That's the thing. I think it's coolness, not youngness. Oh, it probably is cool. <laughs> All right, so that's what I've been playing. You talked well. for longer than I did, and you razzed me, so take that. Uh, no. so I'm going <laughs> to talk the longest of all of you. So just sit back. No, I know, I hear the panic in your voices. Um, <laughs> we didn't even say anything. Oh, no, I... Uh, if you say words with friends, I'm going to stab you in the forehead. No, because I did. That's... <laughs> if you say it, I'm stabbing you. What am I supposed to do? But I mean, hey, it was in the news. The latest Hollywood celebrity outed as a gamer. Alex What's Baldwin, that? right? Alec oh, Baldwin. Alec. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, yeah, he got kicked off the airplane because he was playing words with friends on his phone. Isn't that great? Oh, I just, really? Like, I he, he, refused, he refused to turn off his phone because he was playing words with friends and they kicked his ass off the plane. So Zynga, oh, that is so funny. I like yeah. him even more. Zynga, whatever, is like in love with this, right? Because uh, could you ask for better publicity? You've got this, you know, celebrity who can't not play to the point where he gets kicked off a phone, uh, the a plane. But anyway, he was on SNL over the weekend, and he was pretending to be the captain of the, you know, plane, and he was apologizing to Alec Baldwin as the captain. But anyway, he's like, if you're gonna play joint off juicer that's intense you know i understand the drama so i know you want to stab me in the i guess you said throat or face i don't know but i do have multiple games going and they're growing it's becoming this like cult of the words with friends and i know you've been playing it because you played a couple words and i think i'm still winning <clears throat> but so she's gonna kill you i know <laughs> so that have been playing that. And then um, in other, you know, dimensions, when Dr. Blackman says uh, jump, I say how high, you know, because you don't, you know, use <laughs> Dr. Blackman. So, you know, I bought my Fable 3 on her recommendation, and it, it was true. Last week I, I kind of felt like I was channeling Samantha because I was playing Fable long into the night. You know, I was on these little, you know, I was getting achievements, I was turning into the achievement whore. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got the next thingy, you know. And I was looking for coins, and I was putting on outfits, and I was shooting people, and I was gender bending, and I'm like, <laughs> this is the is where it's at, you know. Like I had fallen in love with Arkham City, and I still am in love with it. But I was really getting into this Fable Three, um, big time. And then, um, oh well, yeah, I prepared the, for our podcast today, and. Um, in between grading papers, because this is like yeah. the latest time management game I'm playing is grade a thousand papers before you know the deadline. So yeah. <laughs> even I have to it, cop to it. Even right now, I've graded like a couple papers while we're talking. So I uh, I, I did download Eve, and I had done much research on it. So I'm excited to talk about that. And and I think uh, the Samantha's Last of Us looks fascinating. Um, I just kind of wish it had a cooler title. You don't think that's a cool title? I think, I think that's a pretty ass sweet. Title. Yeah. Last last of us? The Last of Us. It's not like Walking Dead or Zombie Island or, you know, it just feels like Last of Us. I don't know. I maybe. think it sounds, it's like creepier than that, you know? Yeah, it's really? like we're the last human beings on Earth. Wow, all right, all right, okay. Or at least the last ones that are dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Dead. All right, so uh, now the fun part. What you reading? Oh, Alex Lane, what you reading? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think I'm reading anything. I really don't. Um, I mean, I read a ton of like 
gender theory stuff and post-human stuff. I'm trying to think of what's the last post-human book I read that might be sort of kind of applicable, maybe a little bit. I gotta start reading this post-human um, stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome stuff. Hales, Haraway, Karen Barrett. Um, I you know I haven't read anything game related. I've been working on my papers. I know. I the end of the semester is killing you, huh? I know. It's rough. Actually, I just finished my last paper yesterday. You are welcome, <laughs> Thomas Rickard. Enjoy that, Jim. Um, <laughs> but no, I haven't. I haven't. I don't think I've read anything new um, since the last time we talked. Well, see, I guess I'm in a different situation because I was waiting for papers instead of writing sure, papers. Sure. Sure. Um, and see, Sarah, you're you're a week behind us, so you got papers earlier than we did. I think. Um, I just got mine yesterday. No, wait, Tuesday. Yeah, so I um, have had some time, a little bit of time, which is why I've been playing so many games, <laughs> one. Um, and two, I actually did have a chance to read something. I started a new book. Um, I had to double-check the subtitle because I re- only remembered the title. But um, Jim Blaskovich's uh, Infinite Reality... Uh, Avatars, Eternal Life, New Worlds, and the Dawn of the Virtual Revolution. Ooh, that sounds badass. Oh, sick. Sounds sick. (laughs) Sounds sick. I'm trying. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it didn't sound fake at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which actually isn't a bad book. Um... I wish just, you could see it, her face right now. It really just kind of <laughs> touches on some of my pet peeves. Um, yeah, it does. It really just kind of touches on some of my pet peeves because I just there are certain things that are not necessarily wrong, but a little bit inaccurate. Um, about games specifically in a book that where he talks about games, um, which really pisses me off. Um, that is like one of my hugest pet peeves. And it's one of the things that will get me to like get up and walk out of a conference presentation, stop reading a book, stop reading an article. When I figure out that somebody who is reading, uh, who is writing or t- writing or talking about games or presenting about games at a conference doesn't play. Um, because I mean, and I posted a blog about a blog post about this like last week. It because games cannot just you can't watch someone play a game or watch footage of a game being played, um, or read about a game and understand a game because there is a level of interactivity um, that goes all the way down to kind of the neurological level that unless you actually experience it, you have not played that game. You don't know that game. Um, You know, it's like the, like the, like the little things that I, and I've told this story a million times about how I had to stop playing heavy rain at a point because not, not for good, but for the evening, (laughs) (laughs) because, because the experience that I had had actually gave me a headache. Right, because it had been so intense. Right. Now, had I been watching somebody play that or watching it online, it would have never been the same experience. I had not experienced that game until I had done that. And it's still, like, fun when you watch someone play. Because I remember playing, um, when I was playing Heavy Rain, uh, after I finished it, uh, Mike went through and played, and I watched him. And it was still, like, really fun and interesting. But you're right, it's a completely different level of engagement. And mm-hmm. you just... 
you just can't, you don't get it until you've gone in that situation and played. Well, well it's sort of like, uh, I was thinking, it's sort of like, uh, makes it more social when you were sitting around watching it. Sometimes people, people almost group play. It's probably the same as like watching a scary movie at home on, you know, on your couch in the dark, at, you know, or in a theater with a bunch of people. You know, yeah. it's just a different feeling. Yeah. Or like reading about a movie and how scary it is. Right. Yeah, right. I think and that, that, that's probably that's probably a, a, a closer a closer correlation. There's reading about a movie versus actually watching the movie, right? Because you don't get you know the the racing heartbeat, the you know the other things that you can get in and from watching the film yourself in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the full um, immersion. You're going after immersion. It is yeah. about immersion. Yeah. It's all about immersion. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that that's probably one of the pet peeves because there are moments that I'm like, really, you didn't even play this game, mm-hmm. um, or didn't, you know, it, it really feels like that one. And then, you know, kind of a second pet peeve, he lumps second life in with games and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> well, I was good. Yeah. Cause I was, that was a, an issue in our Facebook ex- exchanges. Uh-huh. Second, life. Like, second life is not a game. It does not count. <laughs> Um, hey, how high? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, for a number of reasons. One, because Linden Labs yeah. has already said, Second Life is not a game. Right, yeah. Second Lifers will tell you, Second Life is not a game. Yep. Um, there are, you know, there are, it's a virtual space, mm-hmm. right? It's not a game. It's some, something totally and completely different. It's a totally completely different animal. Um, you don't have the same experience. Yeah, I think, like, if you think about it in, like, the magic circle terms, like, you definitely make a magic circle and you step inside of it, but there's no play and rules for, like, challenges that you get with, like, a regular game. There's no purpose, there's no objective, which is what you need to have a game. You just have, like, the magic circle that you step in and are like, okay, now we're in this virtual space. Right. But... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's only it's only half half. It's half a game. Half the battle. Yeah. Half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that goes back to the interesting conversation that I had with my students even last semester. You know, where is that fine line with game? You know, what makes a game? You know, what I mean? like you mm-hmm. have to have an element of play, I guess. But they are playing too. But yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm reading. Wow. Um. Yeah, I'll just say it. I haven't read anything but, you know, papers. <laughs> so, I haven't read anything game related. That makes it easy. I feel um, like a failure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, next question is, what you drinking? And since we're recording in the morning again, um, okay. I drinking whiskey. <laughs> we're drinking whiskey. We just said fuck it. We were gonna make it interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm actually drinking coffee, and I've had a I've I had a, two cups before I even moved on to the big venti uh, cup at Starbucks. So I'm like highly caffeinated. Which apparently I got the wrong thing because she wanted four bags of poison instead of three bags of poison. So sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I know. We were talking about how stupid it was that I spent all my time and energy. Um, eating organically, but then I've pumped my body full of artificial sweetener all day. <laughs> Seriously, I've never met anyone who has more artificial sweetener than her and then goes to the farmer's market to get their produce. What the hell? <laughs> that's our current age, you know? That's yeah. Just... At least, yeah, it probably balances out. Yeah, it does. See? I'm only going to die I mean, what are you wearing? I would have... Most of the time, that would what be are you appropriate, wearing? but right now, that would be totally appropriate. Oh, yeah. See? 
Alex Lane and I are a bit up on um, Miss Sarah White over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't want to know what you're wearing, by the way. Shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt. all yeah. about us. I remember that episode where you unzipped your pants. Okay, I don't want to go, do go back there. there. <laughs> no oh, yeah, and, and, and Laura Croft with her big boobs. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what? I did not do that. That is so not what happened. <laughs> I unzipped my pants at Laura Croft. But... We are wearing awesome stuff. What are we wearing, Allison? We are wearing our brand new Not Your Mama the Gamer oh, t-shirts. Oh, oh, oh. awesome. They're awesome. You got to post a picture of that, I think. We will the... post a picture on the blog of our brand new awesome Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirts. Mm -hmm. And we will talk more about our brand new awesome Not Your Mama Gamer <laughs> t-shirts at the end of the podcast. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I'm having coffee, too. What are you drinking, Sarah? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, Ooh. like regular, straight up, full strength. Straight up, full strength. I like yeah. it. That's the only way to drink it. That diet, the diet. I will not drink diet Mountain Dew. Well, that I would, except that it's kind of gross. Diet yeah. Mountain Dew is very gross. <laughs> yeah. Well it said. Is. And it makes, and it actually makes me nauseous because whatever they use to replace the juice, because there is a little bit of juice in yeah. Mountain Dew, really? orange juice. Yeah, there's really, there's really some juice in or in Mountain Dew, so it has some nutritional value. Hmm. Um, unlike lettuce. Unlike lettuce. That's right. And, and uh, <laughs> that's for you, Um It uh, does have some nutritional value, but in order to make it zero calories, they actually have to um, take the juice out and they try to replace it with some weird yeah. uh, artificial chemically thing, which actually makes me nauseous, so I can't drink the diet. It's but my really favorite, in case anybody wants to like send us a case, um, <laughs> would be to is the uh, Throwback Mountain Dew, which yeah, oh yeah, which yeah. I have not seen lately, and I would drink that shit by the case. It's We've crazy. got it up here. Are we at the level in our popularity where people will send us stuff? Because I would love to get some stuff. I guess last week John did send us uh, Terraria. Yeah, so. we got some steam. We got steam high games. Five yeah, for that. Jeez, oh, I gotta move down there. I know. You definitely do. <laughs> send us liquor and, and throw back Mountain Dew. Just think of, think of send, send us a bottle of scotch and just imagine how fucking crazy this podcast is going to get, huh? No, you send us, send us, a, send us a picture of sneaky, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and a pizza, and a pizza. <laughs> Better make it two. Yeah, yeah. Better make it two, indeed. Two and two, two, two fifths, two pizzas. Okay, I need a second bottle of vodka. Can you put it in something that makes it not look like a bottle of vodka? The guy at the liquor store is like, no, I can't. Like, oh. <laughs> It's like, what do you want, a grocery bag? I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> news. Alex Lane, you are our official newscaster. What you got for us? Am I the official newscaster? Yeah, you are. I guess I'm the only one to put up news today. Yeah, you are. Too. Well, I, I really slipped in Alec Goldman, but I already I mentioned him. Yeah. Um, I found a, a couple of things in news. Uh, the best game music of 2011 went to L.A. Noir and Infamous 2, um, which I thought was sort of interesting because I thought for sure Bastion was going to get the best music of video games of 2011. But Is, Did it get at the VGA, really? That's what it says. Mm. Mm. Is that Was that the VGA or is that just theirs? Because I could have sworn they did get best... Uh... Uh, didn't they just have something on... It could have just been Kotaku. Spike TV or something. I think it, yeah, that was the VGAs, the Video Game Awards. I thought they did win um, Best Music. I think 
I'm looking it I up. I think it's just Kotaku. So am I. I'm on the case, too. We're I think all it was looking. just the Kotaku one. Yeah, because I, I could have scored they won Best Music on VGA. And um, the the song. Best Original Score, you mean? The song. You know which song I'm talking about. Um, Zia song. Yeah. Won um, Best Song. For um on at the VGAs. As well it should have, because not only and it won uh it won best indie game as well it should. Because it, it was awesome sauce. I have to find a damn list. Here we go. Yeah, I can't find a clear list. This thing is what I've got is pointless. Best song in the game. Yep, that's Zia's song. Yep, best song in the game. Build that wall. Zia's theme. Yep, best original score. Bastion. Yeah, I thought it had one. I was like, I thought it was. Well, that was being just Kotaku. Yeah, this says it's it says Kotaku's best best game music of 2011. Well, Kotaku's clearly wrong on that one, (laughs) and um, because it it was Bastion. Um, That was the first game soundtrack that I have purchased Mm -hmm. in a long time. I've gotten game soundtracks before, like for buying like um, for buying like special editions of games. But one that I actually went out and bought separately, I think I ended up paying more for the damn soundtrack than I paid for the game was the Bastion soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And it also won uh, best downloadable game uh, because it was awesome. (laughs) Once again. If you haven't played Bastion yet. Well, wait a minute. You are really I, screwed. So you didn't like Bastion, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now this now this list says that Bastion did not win independent game. I said best My, downloadable game. Oh, okay. I was saying Minecraft, I guess, won that. That doesn't Well, it's probably one they probably not counted as an indie game because it was actually um it was while it was developed by indie developers, it was actually put out by a major studio. So they're probably not counting it as indie game. Some people are pretty iffy on that. I was going to say, I've seen lots of people count it as an indie game. I was going to say, some people are iffy about it. Because so, when you get to some point, like those developers need a little bit of Because the game was done already. Yeah. But um, yeah, some people are saying it's not an indie game because it was put out wow. by... Was it Warner, Warner Brothers? Brothers? Warner Brothers, Brothers actually yeah. put it out. So some people are saying because Warner Brothers pushed the game out, even though the game was already done... Um, it was, uh, it's not an indie game, but I, I call bullshit on that one. Um, <laughs> and I think Bastion beats Minecraft hands down, but you know, that's just me. And I also never really got, got into Minecraft. I, People go nuts for that though. Yeah, they do. They yeah, do. It is. It's crazy. It's like, um virtual legos mm-hmm. and people, people and, uh, i mean it's cool like, like there's a whole there's a whole culture around it you know it's really it's really interesting <laughs> Look, and i don't like legos <laughs> did um, you see that though alex lane that by the binding of isaac was nominated no i did for best indie game yeah yeah that doesn't surprise me that game's like uh like i know it's totally okay so first of all before you make jokes about me going to hell okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily um, the, uh, the the content matter that I think should have had it nominated. But it's the uh, the style of play where you where it's dynamic and you never get the same level, same layout. I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty pretty revolutionary. So I'm not surprised that it was nominated. Yeah, the randomness of it, I think, is, is pretty good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. All right. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, no, no. That's good. Uh, Skyward, uh, Skyward Sword, the new Zelda game on the Wii, had a game-breaking, has a game-breaking bug. Um, so lots of people ha- got to a particular part in this game. I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, including myself. Uh, 
and then the the game uh, the game breaks. So if you um, are, have Skyward Sword and you haven't gotten to the part where it breaks yet, you should go to Kotaku uh, or just a Google game breaking Skyward Sword bug. Uh, and there's some articles out there about how to avoid it so that you don't wreck your game. Otherwise, um, for those who aren't connected to the internet, you have to like send in your Wii to get fixed, I guess, or Oof. something like that. It sounds crazy. Wow. Um, otherwise, there's download fixes, or there's a way you can navigate through the game that lets you um, avoid that also. So you should check that out before you before you play it. And that's all I had. That was boring nice. news day. Sorry. There's a ton of stuff about SOPA, but I'm sick of hearing about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I care. I care. Okay? But I, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, what's our indie game of the week, Alex Lane? Oh, yeah. Jeez, I'm tired. Because we have no idea what it might be. Trine 2. Okay. Trine 2 is our indie game of the week. One, it is totally, totally awesome. If you have not played Trine 2, it is one of the most beautiful games um, that I have ever played. It's it's sort of, like, dark, and it's got, like, those purple tones to it, and then, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, white and yellow for the... um, for the like magic areas uh in in trying to you play three different characters you play a wizard um who has a particular set of abilities uh to be able to levitate things and make boxes that you can like stand on and stuff there's a um kind of a bruiser that uh that a a knight guy who goes around and slashes things with his sword or breaks down walls with his big uh hammer thing um and then there's a thief who shoots bone arrows and can use her grappling hook to fly around so those are the three characters and it's a puzzle um like a side scrolling uh, uh, rpg style um but also with puzzles and you have to kind of figure out how to get through these different areas using some sort of combination of the three characters that you have. So all of that is similar to the first trine. In fact, I haven't run into a lot of things that are much different than the first trine. In fact, it even like starts the same way. Uh-huh. Like the, uh, the, in, in the first trine, you start by, you wake up, you're the wizard or, you know, you're the thief. I think you start and you like are running towards something. It's the trine and you get there and then it freezes, and then you start as the next player, and then you start as the next player, and it's sort of like the sandbox to get you used to the characters. It starts the exact same way, um, except this time they're trying to save the kingdom. Um, and from what, I haven't played through the whole thing yet, but from what I've played, it's it's very similar to the first trine, which is good, because the first trine was awesome, and mm-hmm. people loved it, and people love this new trine also. Um, so, But don't go looking for something different or revolutionary. They do what they were good at, um, and what was good in the first one, and they stick with that and um, just continue the storyline. And there's a few changes. There's like some new bosses that you have to fight. The puzzles are a little bit. Actually, I found them more challenging, and they're di- like a different different types of ways to solve the puzzles. I don't without spoiling it for anybody, um, but uh, that has been taking a lot of my time and will be taking a lot of my time over the uh, next few weeks. What's this? Nice. Counting. What are you counting? Where are you coming? Where are you coming? Time capsules. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, yeah. So I love trying to. It's very much worth your money. All of the review sites that I've that I see say it's worth your money too. So it's not just my own personal bias uh, towards those types of games. Um, the music is awesome. So it's 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 got what's that? How much is it going for? I think it's it's uh, fifteen bucks. So oh, that's not bad at no, all. No, it's not bad. You can get it on Steam or yep, Steam fourteen ninety nine. Mac and PC, so without a doubt, 
worth it. So go get go pick yourself up some trying to and do yourself a favor this holiday. And if you really want to go hardcore, you can pick up Trying first, um, which is also on Steam. I think it's nine ninety nine. Well, you know what though is Good Old Games. I wonder if they have it because Good Old Games mm. has all of their games fifty percent off right now. Nice. Oh, well, all, almost all of their games, but yeah. So they probably if they have the old one on there, then then you can pick it up there. Good deal. Oh. All right. It's that time. <laughs> so, um, of course, we are entering into our fourth fourth Ooh. time capsule segment uh, here at Not Your Mama's Gamer Podcast. It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. Now, our time capsule, uh, as we have said before, is our opportunity uh, because we see games as cultural artifacts that have something to say about who and what we are as a society. Um, For us to choose um, one game each um, of a specific segment, um, of a specific genre, um, of a specific sort, to put into our time capsule that will be uh, opened um, in no less than 100 years. Uh, and uh, so what we are including in our time capsule is not only the game, uh, but all of the necessary hardware uh, to play this game. Um, so we have to, over the course of the next segment, talk about which games um, we would have chosen. <laughs> which games <laughs> what? we would have chosen and, uh, and why. So for our fourth time capsule, we have chosen MMOs. Um, and we left it at MMOs specifically, multi, uh, massively multiplayer online games, um, and didn't limit it to RPGs so that we could talk more, um, uh, more openly about, about a specific genre, but a wider genre of games. So that being said, um, this week's time capsule is all about MMOs. Um, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna cheat. Yes. Um, and uh, I'll let Sarah go first. Yes. I won't say I'll cheat, but I'll let Sarah go first. <laughs> um, because uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear about what Sarah has chosen and why. All right. Well, as you know, I take these time capsules very seriously, and I go out and I do my my research, and I look up all the rest of the uh, what I see on other blogs, what people have indicated as being top games. And I I had heard mention of a particular game before um, from a student of mine who uh, showed me this game on his computer, and it was just this gorgeous um, artistic rendered, you know, world. And so I was fascinated from that very first peak. And um, so I looked at other lists, and this game is on that these lists, often indicated as an underrated um, uh, MMO. Um, it, people, I read also the controversies about this particular MMO. And the one that I chose um, is Eve. 
Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I was watching some of the, the videos that they had of it last night because I was was playing it, and they had this, the universe is yours, and talking about chaos theory, the butterfly effect, how you know one action in this corner of the universe has ramifications in you know various other parts of the universe, and uh, how uh, they don't you know like wow, and other ones have certain guidelines. You know, there's behavior that you can do. There's ethics in the gameplay. Well, this one supposedly has sort of go for it. You know, <laughs> there's a uh, one guy, a news, a news article I read, had infiltrated another alliance and a corporation within the game itself and played uh, as if he was on that team, on that alliance, for up to a year before he finally, like, flipped and stole all their money and took off. And there were complaints that were lodged, and the game developers and everyone else said, well, you know, that's just how it functions. And so I see that as an interesting... Um, the forum kind of making an interesting commentary on human behavior, on human nature. What the game is trying to say is we've gone into this, human civilization went through a wormhole. And because we've ruined the earth with taking over all of its resources. So again, we, that's very timely. You know, 100 years from now, I think it'll be interesting for people to see what was plaguing us as concerns. And so... Human beings went through this time hole, this wormhole, excuse me, and something happened. There was they don't really specify. There's been some sort of apocalyptic, you know, catastrophic collapse of that wormhole, and human beings were left on the other side of of the universe. And over twenty thousand, twenty five thousand years, um, they've developed into other kind of different species, certain abilities, and you know this and that. And there's alliances, different races, and um, which are interesting in and of themselves. The, the, the way the races are in the game. But um, I thought it was curious that here in this virtual space, in a game that was the backstory is saying, well, human beings were greedy and violent and led to the demise of our planet, they have this sandbox virtual world where people can behave really with no holes barred. And you see there's a certain behavior that happens that's almost ironic. You know what I mean? So people aren't behaving any better in this future virtual space than they did in the destruction of the planet, if, you, if they can follow my train of thought there. So I find it absolutely fascinating. Uh, you get to choose your race, which um, I chose the Galente race, and I got to make my avatar, and I made her badass with a tattoo and you know, on her <laughs> face, and she's got like scar over one eye. And... Um, I had some, you know, getting around in the world. I, it took, you know, you got to get used to it for a little while, and I have this little guide called Aura. But anyway, absolutely gorgeous game. The soundtrack, too, as you guys indicated with Bastion, well, Eve has sold soundtracks, um, sort of this sort of ambient um, music that's, that's very just gorgeous, you know. And then I was looking around in my spaceship, you know, and you get this wonderful 3D, you know, world, and... Uh, galaxies explode, you know, like Orion, you know, it's just this gorgeous, gorgeous thing. And um, so, yeah, um, I would put in Eve. I like the fact that it's Eve, you know, they had this Eden. Uh, they've kind of played with the origin, you know, of Western culture, at least Christian culture, and married that into there. So that's my big ramble for the week. But, yeah, I went with Eve. Cool. Very cool. Well, I will um, 
jump on the bandwagon and say I have chosen something that uh, was probably um, fairly non-traditional for me anyway. Um, I, I struggled with what I was going to choose as my MMO. Um, I was not going to choose EverQuest. <laughs> yeah. even though I thought about it um, because even if I had chosen older MMO I would have chosen Ultima uh, before I chose yeah. EverQuest how come? Um, I think that Ultima for me um, kind of outdid EverQuest uh, because the, the narrative overall was larger the, you know the narrative was sure. bigger um, it was, and it, it was not just an online narrative, it was not just an online narrative, an online space, um, that there were offline, there were offline, uh, versions of the game as well. Um, the narrative was larger than life. Um, you know, Lord British was big. Uh, and because there was also, I think, more kind of interaction with texts outside of the game itself than with EverQuest. EverQuest had some books, but not like Ultimate did. Um, and there wasn't as much uh, fanfic, I mm -hmm. think, that revolved around it. Um, and maybe that's just my perception because I, because I played Ultimate. Mm -hmm. um, so that was something that I considered. And then, of course, we have, to, we have the... Uh, Kind of the penultimate MMORPG, which was WoW, yeah. um, that I thought about choosing. Um, and I didn't choose that because Alex Lane jumped in and said, <laughs> I already chose that one. Dibs, dibs. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I said, okay, if I had to think about it. And then I, then I decided that there was one that I would have added with a, a very specific qualifier. Mm -hmm. um, and it was The Sims Online. Now, my very specific qualifier is <laughs> that it had to be pre-release. TSO. I am. I just really want to hear about this. Aha! Uh -huh, <laughs> see, um, as most people know that know me, um, The Sims actually got me through my dissertation. Hmm. <laughs> um, I, when I was writing my dissertation, I would reward myself um, for finishing a chapter or finishing a particularly difficult segment or any number of other things, sorry for all the noise, um, with some Sims playing time. And this was the original Sims when it was still new and hot and fun. Um, and it was still fun to like drown people in swimming pools and set them on fire in rooms and, um, you know, and starve them to death and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, but one of the things that and then probably because I was writing my dissertation and, and was kind of really, um, I was really kind of a hermit at that point when I was writing. <laughs> um, because I, cause when I was finishing my dissertation, I also was not teaching. Uh -huh. um, so I was home a lot just writing. Uh -huh. um, and, I, and I was wishing for something more. Um, from The Sims that there was some kind of, there was some kind of uh, interaction with, other humans, other avatars, other than, than these uh, NPCs. Mm -hmm. um, then I, uh, once I was done, and actually we had, I had already moved here to wonderful West Lafayette. <laughs> um, 
I got invited to come into the Sims online beta, which was like the greatest thing that I could ever have imagined. Now, I mean, and this was back, this was like 11 years ago. So this was back when betas were actually betas and not just demos of games, which is what they are now. So I say, I wonder if we ever played together because I played Sims beta too. See it? Good <laughs> Lord, how old were you? You must have been like 14 or 15. 15, yeah. Yeah. Aww. I was old. Um, <laughs> so, um, and when it, when, it, when it first came out, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and this was like I said, games were actually betas. So when the beta first started, basically the Sims Online was the Sims with other people. Yeah, they had not built all of the quote unquote interactive bits into the game yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's my argument that the interactive bits is what killed it. Yeah, um, when it when it first when you when you know the beta first started. You played The Sims with other people. You huh. chatted and you did the same thing that you did in the offline versions. Um, and then slowly they started to add other things. Did they have it do. where you actually like went to work and did stuff right away? Or was no, that not right away. That okay. came later. Okay. Right? And then it came in stages. So even when they started doing stuff, um, when they first put in, like, say, the pizza game. Remember the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you had to have four people at a station to mm-hmm. make pizza. Mm-hmm. So they put in the pizza game so you could just stand there and make pizzas and chat, right? Um it it wasn't a, it wasn't attached to any kind of quest. It wasn't attached. It was just that you make pizzas, you see how many pizzas you make and, and how you know how well you make these pizzas. And it was just kind of fun. It was a thing you did. It's just like the Sims when you had to you had to feed your sim, you went to the kitchen and made you know, but it wasn't attached to a quest. Mm-hmm. Um so it was much like, still much like The Sims. It wasn't until later that they started to attach it to, uh, first it started to attach it to Quest. And then, remember they made it the Pizza Hut pizza station. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. So then they started to put advertising in on top of that. So it progressively right. got worse. Yeah. Right? Um, and you could see the entire game going this way. It wasn't just the pizza game, but it was the other games. Um, it was the other games that made their way into into TSO as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the early beta of TSO that I think is kind of the ultimate um, MMO for me because it was the game that you know people who play The Sims love so well. Yeah. With a social element. Right. Right. Um, and that is what I would choose to put into the time capsule, which would be difficult to do. What a, what a weird <laughs> thing to choose. <laughs> uh-huh. When I saw that, I was like, TSO, that's got to stand for something other than The Sims Online that I'm just not aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> and very specific, it's very specific stage of TSO. I, I, I loved it. I'm, I mean, I'm totally on board with you. I loved it. And then as it went on, I, like unlike with Sims, which I like more and more the more I play it, like, with that, I just hated it more and more and more. But you built this thing, right? You built this thing inside the game, right? Mm-hmm. Because I met people online that, you know, just like you do with, with MMOs now, right? That I would have never known, right? Um, and there were grown-ups. I, I, talked yeah. to, I talked to grown-ups, so I probably would not have talked to you. But... Um, <laughs> uh and you and you built your house in neighborhoods around other people, and you could decorate your roof. Remember, mm-hmm. so that when people were like going over to see like whose house they were going to visit, you could put messages on your roof. I had a pride flag on my roof. Nice. Um, 
which was interesting because I actually stopped by somebody's house, somebody's house once because they had a pride flag on their roof, mm-hmm. and there was a couple living there that were actually a couple in real life. Sure. Um, yeah. um, they were a lesbian couple, and uh, we actually got to be kind of like like friends. Yeah, and we hung out together and we did all this thing and, and these things, and we it was interesting because. Um, I had to, after playing for a while, it was like, there was all kinds of stuff going on in TSO that goes on in all kinds of games. Like, you know, jerks that go in and harass women uh, or female avatars, we'll say, um, in game and so on and so forth. So I took on this persona of like the lesbian Avenger. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was the lesbian Avenger and I dressed (laughs) as the lesbian Avenger. (laughs) What does a lesbian Avenger wear? (laughs) That's a good question. Well, she was, it was like really kind of, you know, I'm ready for, you know, I'm ready for superhero kind of attire, to be a superhero kind of attire. And I had a cape. Oh, yeah. Gotta have a cape. And uh, so what I would do is that we would go around and when jerks showed up that would like start harassing female avatars, (laughs) that that I would just kind of hang out and like sneak around. And then I'd grab the dude because if you could (laughs) grab him at the right time when he wasn't doing something or before he had a time, because you could do all of these actions, I'd grab him and pile drive him over and over and over again until he left. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. That's pretty awesome. The lesbian Avenger. You remember, you could pile drive people. You could like slap people. And I mean, so it was all this stuff. This was before they had built all the security measures into the game. So there was no stopping this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it was like awesome. Uh, <laughs> Sam the lesbian Avenger. Um, so I, I had like there was this huge there was this huge queer community actually online as well. Um, in 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 the Sims Online when, with the early beta, and because there were mostly grown ups who were beta testing yep. this game because they you know EA had to choose who was playing this game, yep. folks were more okay with it, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So. There were some pretty, there was, and I was actually, I actually played uh, TSO with um, another gay couple that I knew in real life too. So, you know, there was a huge queer community and I had a lot of fun playing TSO, but it was the the early stuff. When the release came, I tried to play, but all the restrictions had said, you know, certain things can't happen and all the advertising and the fact that it was, you must make pizzas over and over again. Yeah. You must, you know, you must whittle these elves over and over again. Or were they, were they lawn, lawn gnomes or whatever? Lawn gnomes, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So all that crazy shit um, that just killed the game for me. Yeah. See? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm 100% on board with you with that. It was an awesome game, and I loved it. And then it just got... It got worse. I also, you had to put so much into it in order to build up, like, enough capital to make a house or whatever. I remember I rented a room from someone forever because... <laughs> oh, I played that game religiously. Yeah. Because I, I had my own house by myself. And, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> I can I can definitely see why, why you picked that one, but I, I was a little surprised. Hmm. Don't sneaky. underestimate me. I guess not. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, indeed. Well, I guess that brings it to me. Yes. Uh, I chose World of Warcraft, um, and I'm not choosing any specific iteration, just World of Warcraft <laughs> and mass. Um, for those keeping score, World of Warcraft first came out in 2004. 
and uh, it was a it was based off of uh, table games and and other games that had been going on um, and uh, computer games that had been going on for a while in the Warcraft universe. Um, but specifically, World of Warcraft came out in 2004, and then The Burning Crusade in 2011, Lich King in 2008, and Kata in 2010. Uh, it has 10.3 million players as of this month, which is pretty effing impressive, I think. Um, and I chose it for multiple reasons. One, it is the largest MMO um, out there. It is definitely the flagship of the MMO genre. Um, more people play World of Warcraft than anything. But I think more than, more than just the sheer number of people that play it is I think that it's so complex that it encapsulates a lot of, um, a lot of the different elements in other MMOs. So like if we were putting this in the time capsule, um, a lot of times we look at what games would say about our culture. But I think more so with Warcraft, it's not what it says about our culture, like as far as you know, gender issues or race issues. But it's what it says about our culture about how we love MMORPGs, right? Because mm. World of Warcraft, ten point three million players, is its own phenomenon. It is mm. its own part of our culture. So looking at WoW, we see, we do see reflections of our culture, but it is its own thing as well. So, for example. I'm sure many people out there have heard of the um, epidemiologist who studied who studied um, the way viruses and uh, travel by using wow. There was this, there was a, a virus. I think it was like a plague or the virus. Plague, yeah, yeah plague. It, it got on somebody's uh, some warlock's uh, minion and then went into cities. So then they were able to study the way viruses move around based on this. So like people would go into big cities trying to infect other people. Um, they would run out into the country trying to get away from people, you know, so that they wouldn't get infected. So, like, all the behaviors of human beings were able to be studied um, mm -hmm. through this game, which I think is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have things like people, uh, uh, like global economy systems, um, you know, shorting the market, supply, like uh, lowering the supply of something to increase the demand and then making profit off of it. So there's all these different ways. Uh, if you guys, if anybody's seen the guild, there's a couple guild episodes about this where uh, Vork is uh, trying to increase the demand for these particular uh, particular items and then uh, and then make a bunch of money on it once he farmed all of the all of the supply of them. Um, so I think it says a lot about how um, our economy works. Uh, I think. Um, the social part of WoW is second to none, pretty much. You have in-game chat, um, you have multiple different channels, but above that, like, people went out of their way to include um, VoIPs, uh, like, outside of the game so that they could talk to other people because that was, like, a really important part of the game to be able to strategize well enough to overcome a lot of the dungeons is you had to get into these voice groups with other um, with other people, you know, and then the coordination that it takes to make, like, a 25-man raid go off, um, as we see in uh, multiple hilarious internet videos, <laughs> like Henry Jenkins. Um, oh, Leroy. Oh, Leroy Jenkins, Henry Jenkins. That's, Leroy. that's another part of video game culture. Yeah. Leroy Jenkins, um, which which and it spawns its own its own cultures, right? Like Leroy Jenkins has become its own like cultural phenomenon. It was on Jeopardy, right? Yeah. Like, so like there's all these other cultural things that have spawned off of WoW, um, and there's also like a kind of 
camaraderie. Like, like I, I, I was in this class the other day of teaching about video games and composition, and I was like, does anybody play video games? And, of course, no one raised their hand. And it's like, come on, no one plays video games, no one, no one does anything. And one person raised their hand, and they go, I'm a recovering WoW player. <laughs> and, like, you can't, like, you would never say that about any other game, right? But you hear about it with WoW all the time, right? Because it, it literally it changes people's lives, right? Like, WoW was one of the first... I was playing WoW when I realized that, like, I wanted to study video games for the rest of my life. Of course, like, I played video games uh, forever since I was a little kid, but I never realized, like, how big of a part of who I am games are until I played WoW. So, um, I guess I could go on and on and on forever. But, uh, but yeah, I would definitely choose WoW. That is my, wow. that is my time capsule. I think, nice. I think it says a lot, a lot about us as a culture. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's, of course, all sorts of race and gender issues in there as well that you could right. um, extrapolate from, like the Horde versus the Alliance, right? You have the Native American uh, uh, druids, uh, not druids, uh, uh, torrents, torrents, and then you have um, orcs, and you have goblins now. Yeah, goblins are definitely African American. Uh, you have... Uh, uh, no, goblins are... Uh, yeah, you do the trolls and trolls are uh trolls are uh I thought they were stereotypical. I thought they were West like Indian. stereotypical Jewish. That's the dark that's the blood elves. Huh. Eve had stuff like that too, you know. Yeah. Like it was the different races and like one was a slave race, but this and that. You know, and it was like Okay. You know, I don't know. You, you can't help but read them and think, so is that supposed to be the United States? You know, who's what, you know? But, well, I, I don't think that that's anything that's uh, that's unusual. I think it's the way that the backstory is created, the way that the narrative unfolds that that gives us the opportunity to figure out whether or not this is, you know, antebellum yeah. South slavery or slavery of a different kind, right? Right. Is the way, and that's where the problem the problem the problem doesn't arise because there are necessarily slave races. But it's the way the slave races get categorized, right? Right, um, or narrativized, narrativized, narrativized. Right. Um, uh, see, I need more coffee. Um, no, you that, do not. That becomes <laughs> that becomes more problematic. Um, we see it even in. Um, I'm playing since I'm playing Skyrim, right? Mm-hmm. Right now is the the way that the Khajiit mm-hmm. are the uh, the slave the slave races right now, um, in the in that in, in the way that the Khajiit get characterized, right? And then of course we also have the Khajiit that are not only um, a previously enslaved race, but also kind of clearly this nomadic kind of gypsy ish sure. race, yeah. and not gyp- and gypsy in the stereotypical way that they're gonna. They're going to steal every fucking thing that's not tied down. And if it's tied mm-hmm. down, they're going to cut the rope and steal it anyway. Um, so do you think you could, could you have a race in a game that steals things and have it not be an allusion to Gypsies. gypsy culture? Yes. Could you have a race that was enslaved and have it not be a reference to African American culture? Yes. I think so. I think it just depends on, I mean, because there, there's, there, there's 50 million different kinds of slavery, right? right. And not 50 million different kinds. I understand they're not really 50 million different kinds for people who are going to say, well, clearly should know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> but there are different kinds of slavery, right? Um, different cultures have had 
um, slaves, even if they didn't call them that. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, they, some, for some of them, they were kind of prisoners of war. Sure. Um, for some of indigenous them, servants. indigenous servants, which were nothing but slaves. Right. right? And then there's, of course, chattel slavery. Mm-hmm. So if it's not chattel slavery and it's a different kind of slavery, um, because, you know, people say all the time, you know, well, you know, well, and we hear people say ignorant shit like this all the time. It's like, so why are black people so upset about slavery in, in the United States? Africans held slaves. Yeah, but it was a different kind of slavery. It was not chattel slavery. Yeah. It was not unusual to capture someone who's a village, who's a village or tribe you had defeated and make that person a quote unquote slave. Yeah. But that person could also become a part of your tribe right. at some point and and have equal standing to everyone else in that tribe. Which is not the same as chattel slavery where you were not a whole person. You were you were, you know, three quarters of a person and if somebody shot and killed you in the street, the only thing they would have to do would be to pay your owner for basically their livestock. That is something totally and completely different. Right. So, yeah, I think you can have slavery without it referring back to slavery in the antebellum South. It just depends on how you narrativize it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That being said. <laughs> what a good time capsule. Yay! That was, there was a lot of variety. There was a lot of variety. <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is our time capsule for the week. So next, we made it down to the buys of the week. Yeah. Buys of the week. Buys of the week. I've been talking a lot. Does anyone else want to do these? I know I I put them up, but okay. Go for it. Well, because I know them all, I think. Yeah, I did. The buy of the week, I think, for us, I think it's got to (laughs) be the Humble Bundle. Um, it's, it's, it's a new official Humble Bundle. I know there seems like there's been a Humble Bundle every other week, but the, the other Humble Bundles have been kind of, um, can I, can I share the exchange we had about the new Humble Bundle? Cause that was the most hilarious text message exchange I've ever had in my life. <laughs> what was it? So Sam sends me the Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle as a gift for Christmas. And she says, Merry Christmas, heathen. <laughs> So which I respond to her, don't you think Jesus is going to be a little pissed that you're giving me this for his birthday? And you said, everyone gets to celebrate Jesus' birthday. You're just going to go to hell afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, was, I was at my house doubled over. I was laughing so hard. Mike's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, ah, <laughs> So, uh. Awesome. Follow, very quickly followed by a JK, JK about the hell part. <laughs> yeah. oh, only Sam will judge you. <laughs> Fine. Sorry. Sorry. It was, no, thank you. It was very nice. Fine. Um, so this is an official humble bundle that has a variety of game devs in it. Um, and uh, they did this one a little bit different. Um, and I like the way that they did this because they're always, uh, you know, the Humble Bundle goes to charity. Um, you can choose how much goes to charity, how much goes to Humble Bundle, how much goes to Humble for hosting and how much goes to the individual devs. Um, and it really pisses me off that, you know, folks, you know, think it's funny. Ha ha ha. I just paid a penny for the Humble Bundle. Really? So you just got like seven games for a penny and... Um, like robbed a children's, a sick kid's charity of like money because mm-hmm. you're an asshole. Right. But that being said, um, um, they did this one a little bit differently. Um, you, uh, 
you can pay whatever you want and get uh, five of the games in the Humble Bundle. But in order to get the last two games in the Humble Bundle, because there are seven all together, um, you have to pay above the average. I like that. And I tr- I have a set price in my head that I pay for the Humble Bundle kind of every time it comes out. And I won't say what it is. Um, but um, it was luckily above the average. Um, oh. Oh. And so, so I got all seven games, and so did Alex Lane for Christmas. Um, and the games this year are uh, gratuitous space, or this time around, a gratuitous space battle, Cave Story Plus, um, Jamestown, um, Bit Trip Runner, Bit Trip Runner, which Alex Lane is now uh, is now addicted to. Um, I almost opened it while we were recording and started playing it a little bit, but I thought you would kill me. <laughs> I probably would. No, I'm joking. Samantha, I was a good girl too this year. Aww. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I'm also very poor. I was going to say, you oh, okay. good job. <laughs> you win. Um, Super Meat Boy, um, which I, I think Allison is really going to love because oh, yeah. that is the that is the game because you loved the binding of Isaac, right. which was made by half of the Super Meat Boy team. Right. And this is the this is the whole Super Meat Boy I've team. I've been looking forward to playing Super Meat Boy for a long time, so I'm very excited to play that. Although I'll I'll let you finish. But wait, no, before you finish, I'm also very excited for Cave Story. I cannot wait to play Cave Story. So Groovy. See? And then there's Shank and uh Night Sky H D, um, all in the humble bundle. Um it's a damn good it's bundle, man. It's a really man. good bundle, right? Yeah. That is a damn good bundle. You cannot beat it. I don't know what the average is right now, but you know what? Pay above the freaking average. It goes to good. It goes to charity. Get seven great games. I mean, if you bought these, even if they were like at standard, you know, mid range Steam prices, that's seventy bucks. That's seventy bucks for for yeah. Right. I mean, so you know, if you give twenty thirty bucks for it, you know what? So what? It goes to charity. Give it. Um, Mm-hmm. That's just me on my soapbox. Or you can just go ahead and pay just above the average and get all seven games. It still goes to charity. Um, <laughs> you jerk. I didn't say anybody was a jerk. <laughs> you dirty loser. Steam <laughs> um, is still doing their daily wish list, list giveaway. Um, they have today's Monkey Island. Today is Monkey Island. 75% like, off. 75% off, yeah. Um, I saw that because I checked Steam this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was seventy five percent off. You have to have ten items in your on your wish list in order to be eligible for the daily wish list giveaway. Um, Check those out though. I mean, you get a you can get a good game for reason, for very cheap mm-hmm. and have a chance to win something else that's not on sale. So why not? Yeah, right? yeah. you can always buy games. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, my my Steam library yeah. is starting to look crazy. Mine looks really bad too <laughs> my library is starting I'm, to look someday I'm going to add up all the hours between the different games that I've played I will do oh, that oh man um, <laughs> good old games is having their holiday sale um, it's 50% off a whole boatload of games they said virtually every, every game, game on their site is 50% off um, buy them for yourself gift them to other folks I, th- I mean gift and downloadable games is fine folks because it's just, I mean, it's the same as just wrapping up a cartridge and sending it to folks or wrapping up a cartridge. Good Lord. Well, I guess we do still have I cartridges. Know. What? For DSs still have exactly. cartridges. I don't understand what a cartridge is. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have It's a, a lot DS. like a record. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, for, look, I'm old. I've been gaming. Too. Uh, I've been gaming longer than you've been alive. <laughs> um, I have is been. That that's true? A, yeah. 
I've been gaming longer than you've been alive, man. That is badass. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, that's really, really sad. <laughs> I know. I'm just sort of contemplating that right now. <laughs> now I feel old and I'm going to go drink. All right. So Am- I feel young, so I'm going to go drink. There we go. I'm going to go give a final. <laughs> oh. Amazon has 19 days of deals. And today they have 33% off of all EA action games. Um, and Toys R Us has uh, buy one, get one half off. Select. I select think, games. Yeah. But they also have um, a special going on that for every game you buy, I think you get $5 gift card for oh. every two or three games you buy, you get like $25 gift card. If you so, if, But they're Toys R Us gift cards, so you're still giving them money back. Um, and then 25 bucks off the Wii console because why? Skyward Sword came out. And if you don't own a Wii already... Um, Skyward Sword is definitely a reason to get one, um, or at least blow the dust off the one that you do have. I don't think I've used my Wii. Well, yes, I have because P's been playing Animal Crossing on the Wii. So, oh, sure, sure. And yeah, that, I never used mine. I don't think one. I have personally used mine in a very, very, very long time. The last time I used yeah. it was when we did our gaming marathon. I played uh, the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. So those are the buys of the week. But Woo-hoo! before we get done. <gasps> There's a contest. Yes. A oh, contest, there is. You say suspense. Yes. <laughs> they can't see you doing that. <laughs> she was making like this really sneaky, sneaky look. <laughs> um. So our contest of the week is this: you have an opportunity to win one of the very first ever badass. Totally badass. Sick. 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 Not your mama's gamer t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we have sizes in from medium to 2X. If you need a small, you're dug out of luck because we didn't order it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when we were sitting there ordering the shirts too, it was really hilarious. The guy's like, "Okay, so uh, let's pick sizes. How many smalls?" We looked at each other. We're like, "No." Um, How many mediums? No. 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 But then you went back and ordered. I went more. back and ordered a couple <laughs> mediums, which was good because because we have somebody who wants one who actually needs who needs a medium. Probably needed the small. She probably did need a small. <laughs> she tried to take my kids kid size small. <laughs> like we ordered one kid size one for my kid. Um, How do I get mine? Way up here in the north. Well, we will put. We will. We'll put, send you one. We'll yeah. send you one. <laughs> the first one's free. After that, you pay for them like everybody else. <laughs> um, and we'll post it to the to the uh, to the blog because we are actually actually going to for people who are not lucky enough to win. They're not your mama's gamer T-shirt. You will actually be able to buy one. Guess what? They make great Christmas presents. Buy them now, and I'll send them to you before Christmas. See, um, you need that. Yeah, buy buy our T-shirts, please. Uh, <laughs> We're not trying to make money off of it, although Sam does pay for all of the hosting and everything. Just trying to get the money back for the T-shirts. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're, we're not, yeah we're not we're not making any money off this. Trust me. Um, so <laughs> so support another tar- charity that's called Sam's Wallet for buying all of the T-shirts for us. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> um. So I will definitely post that. We'll post a picture of Alex Lane and I in our very hot, very sick ass, not your mom's gamer t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So you will see how much you really want one. Totally badass. And how much you want to gift one. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> 
So that being said, in order to win the Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirt, what do folks have to do? What do they have to do indeed? Uh, I, I like the share thing. That seemed to work well. We what will was post. It? That's what we're going to do. We're going to post a um, picture of the shirt. We'll post both a picture of the shirt and an announcement about our new episode. And you will share that. And you know what? We're going to do you one better. You huh? can share it either on Facebook or tweet it. Ooh. Um, and just make sure you... Uh, retweet it, I suppose. Retweet it, yep. right. So that we can see um, that you've retweeted it by... Well, if they're going to get it before Christmas... Right. It's got to be soon, yeah. By, Christmas is next let's Sunday. say... When's, when's Christmas? Next Sunday? Next, next Sunday. Sunday, yeah. By Monday? By Monday? Yeah. So over uh, the weekend? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, by, uh, we'll say, okay, by 11.59 on Sunday. Okay. Eastern time? Uh, 11.59, yes, Eastern, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we will, um, that way we can choose, a, we'll know who the winner is, we'll randomly choose the winner, um, and I'll send the t-shirt out on Monday. Woo-hoo. I like that. That way we'll sure, we're sure people will have it by Christmas. Um, and then we will um, we'll announce the winner for everybody else um, on the next. website and on our next podcast. I love it. Cool. Woo! We rock. All right. Free what, what, what's our next topic? What is our next topic? Are we going to do another time capsule? What's left? I love the time capsule. I said casual games, but is that too lame? That's too lame. Oh, you guys. Well, do we want to do casual games games or do we want to? How about we do indie games, or or we can do puzzle games. I love. I'm all over either one of those. I love puzzle. They're going to be the same for me. Right. I love puzzle games. Let's because they're because indie games are so big. They can be RPGs. They can be. They can be. Let's do puzzle games next. Puzzle games. It is puzzle games. Ooh, I'm very excited about that. That's my thing. Woo! Sam's thinking already. I know what I'm picking already. I don't know. Okay, puzzle games. Puzzle games is. All right. So, until then. (laughs) Until then. Until next time, folks. That's like Lawrence Welk or something. (laughs) Um, Have a happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, Winter Solstice, Christmas. (laughs) Unnamed Christmas. Unnamed holiday winter holiday Naked orgy. What? Um, <laughs> Wait, what did she say? I don't know what she said. <laughs> Stay safe. Um, repost, reshare, retweet our post and win a t-shirt. Um, celebrate well. Enjoy your families. And of course, as always, game on. Game on. Game on. Woohoo!
but it's not 